Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Month of May. Can you can you believe it? We made through April. It's been a, a long 10 weeks. My gosh. So I'm happy to be back in studio today. I'm actually happy to be anywhere today outside <laughs> my shelter in place. And I'm happy to see people driving around, people dining out, people out and about. So unlike the typical news stations that you will tune into nowadays where it's bad news 24-7, I'm going to focus on some good news. So I always like starting off with happy news of the day because I think that sort of gets your mind into gear and you can focus on some positive things. So I start off with my honorable mentions. So I always give thanks and I give thanks today for certain people listening in. I give thanks to all of you for listening in, but particularly these people. There's Reverend Greg Anderson and his wife, Carolyn, in Aspen, Colorado. Hello, Greg and Carolyn. Greg was our minister, oh gosh, over 10 years ago. He performed my husband in my wedding ceremony. It would it would have been 10 years, June 5th. So uh, he did a great job. What a wonderful minister. I visited with him sometime last year after my husband's death, and we just had a lovely visit with Greg and Carolyn. I uh, want to say congratulations to all the graduates out there. There's a lot of you. I know a lot of you feel shortchanged because you couldn't march to pomp and circumstance and wear your cap and gowns and toss your caps and have your tassels, and it's it's tough. I mean, you're, you're the, the class that has the pandemic, so the class of 2020 will always be remembered and one with all the challenges. So welcome to life, guys, but you are special. A lot of you have had the virtual graduation ceremonies. Uh, Rachel in my office attended her daughter Hayden's drive-by graduation and her son Eli's drive-by graduation. Particularly for me, I want to say to my son Jason, he graduated with honors with his MBA, University of Minnesota, this past week in a virtual ceremony. He logged on, and his fiancé's parents threw a wonderful party at their home for him, so that was really sweet. He begins his dream job working in marketing for General Mills in Minnesota in the fall. Yay! (laughs) So he no longer gets supported by the Bank of Mom. He gets to be on his own, which is wonderful. And to top those those great things, in addition to graduating with your, your master's degree, getting a great job. The final and really the big thing that's going to happen to my son is he's going to get married in July to his beautiful fiance Aaliyah. So we are so grateful and blessed for those, for those things to happen to them. The month of May has several anniversaries. First of all, I have an anniversary. Saturday, May 23rd is my 39 years of being married to medicine. Yes, I have been practicing medicine. You know, you keep practicing. You always wonder whenever you get it right. So I've been uh, a graduate. I graduated from medical school 39 years ago, this coming Saturday. So when I look back, I delivered about 20 babies when I was an intern. So those kids are now will be 39 or 38 years old uh, this year. So, you know, hopefully they're all healthy. And I I did a good job bringing them into this, this world. Uh, Another anniversary for Rachel in my office, who's been working with me in my practice for 13 years this month. We've had a long journey together. And I think also my right-hand person, Sally, has been with me for two years. Here's to many more. I realize 
pre-pandemic that we spent more time in the office with our coworkers who really become our families. So we feel really isolated when you're at home with your family. Because when you realize how much time you spend at work versus your family, it, it's a really big change. So that's been so tough. So Rachel, congratulations and thank you. And Sally, thanks to both of you. Here's to many more years together. May is Mother's Day month. A lot of us celebrated Mother's Day. Yeah, mothers who are biologic mothers, mothers who by adoption, by love, uh, fur baby mothers, mothers who are mentors to other other people's kids. Uh, they're still our kids. Uh, God bless you all there. I want you to know that being mom is the hardest job, that your kids are always your kids as old as they can be. They're still your kids. And I, my friend Lisa Scaglione once told me her words of wisdom. She said, you really don't grow up completely until your mama dies. And I thought, oh, my God, what a horrible but sad and true thing. And she told that to me after my mother died about six years ago. Because, you know, of all the people in your life, you know, you think of your mom as somebody who's been with you your entire existence, right? Obviously, dad contributed, you know, not to diss dads because next month is Father's Day, but still, it's mom who's been with you and the, who worries about you. Are you wearing your sweater? Are you okay? Are you healthy? I mean, that's the person who constantly worries about you and what's going on. And so God bless moms out there. Where would we be without our moms? But I think in addition to being mom, the best part of being mom is being a grandma. You know, a lot of you out there are going to agree that being a grandmother is the best because, you know, when you look at motherhood, our job is to discipline and raise our kids, not to be their friends, but it's to spoil our grandchildren. And my grandchildren would agree that Lola really spoils them. And if it weren't for the moms, we wouldn't be having birthdays, even though we, we give our nods to dad. We know they contribute. But I want to say uh, belated happy birthday or happy birthday to the falling people. Our, our guest today, and I'll introduce her in a few minutes, Kathleen Gramsey. She had a birthday May 4th, so happy birthday. Thank you. My friend Maureen Francisco Van Marion, Seattle. She's a beauty expert, global beauty expert organizer. Happy birthday to her. Sally, my assistant, is having a birthday next week. Happy birthday, Sally. What, your 28th birthday? I know that. My good friend Dan in Colorado, who I know is listening in, he is a builder of beautiful homes, but a builder of friendships. He is a guy that all the guys think he is the greatest guy, super bright, super insightful, always positive. Whenever I'm feeling down, he'll call. He'll have something funny to say. Always makes my day. Just a great guy. Finally, in the month of May, we want to honor men and women in uniform because this month we have Armed Forces Day last weekend. That that was Armed Forces Day. And that's meant to, as a special tribute to men and women in uniform who serve on active duty. But this weekend, if you look at your calendar, although every day feels like a weekend, right? Memorial Day is this coming Monday. It's Memorial Day weekend. So hey, guys, if you're shopping, this is the big sale week, right? So Memorial Day is this weekend. We honor and mourn the military personnel who died while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. And I look back, and I, I've been very blessed. I, I served 24 years active duty, got to travel uh, all over the world at the White House uh, for, for my nine-year tour. And two years ago, my husband and I visited Normandy, and that was my second time there to visit Normandy and the battlefields uh, there on the beaches of Omaha and Utah Beach. <clears throat> and I will always remember the American Cemetery in uh, Colville. 
in Normandy. And that was my second time to visit there. And I was fortunate in that group I attended. I was the highest retired ranking officer, so I got to lay the wreath at the American Cemetery. But at that cemetery, there are 9,387 American soldiers buried there. And it's a very stark visual. When you walk the American Cemetery, you see miles and miles and miles of white crosses. There are 9,238 Latin crosses to, to honor Protestants and Catholics. And there are 151 Star of David uh, symbols over those graves for our Jewish friends there. And of note, I wanted to find out from the organizers there, among the 9,387 soldiers, there are only four women who are buried in Normandy American Cemetery. And so I plan hopefully to return next year, and I plan to lay wreaths and flowers at their gravesite. So that's one of my projects for next year when we're doing a little bit more travel. So those are all my honorable mentions of this month, and those are all happy things I think about. So here, let me turn to the topic that has dominated our news. You can't help it. You can't avoid it. It's on the front page. It's always on the news. And, you know, somebody asked me, Dr. Connie, when are we going to be done with the pandemic? It's causing so much angst and suffering and anxiety. It's a horrible thing, I know, but we're constantly reminded. And, I, and working with the news media for the nine years at the White House and still working with them in several ways, you know, when do you not when does it become not a problem when it no longer appears on the front page? And unfortunately, bad news makes big news. And so when something just as bad shows up, unfortunately, that winds up on the front page and pushes off the pandemic. Now, or, or we get something as pandemic is over, big headline. We would love to see that. Pandemic is over. We're all fine. You know, vaccine, miracle drug, whatever. Anything that's amazingly miraculously happy will be on the front page and then it'll go back to the bad news. So, and I think of that because I was I was doing a telemedicine call because I've been working remote a lot in the last 10 weeks. I've done some house calls and then recently started seeing patients in my clinic, but I would be gloved and masks and the whole thing. But I did a call about it was about an hour phone call with one of my patients, 90-year-old lady. Lives in her home with her 93-year-old husband lives with them, uh, takes care of him, has a, an assistant that takes care of him. And she was stressing because every day she would read the New York Times to him. And every time she read it, read it, the news, it would just upset her more and more and just make her anxious. And I said, listen, you know the news isn't going to change for a while. Stop reading it. If it's making you angry and upset, stop reading the news. Put it away. You'll find that the world goes on. And you have to preserve, I call, your circle of sanity, your, your little bubble that where you feel secure. And I always think that you've got to protect yourself. When I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to the news and I start hearing people who upset me or I feel are toxic, I turn it off. You have the power and the choice to turn off that negativity. You don't have to listen to it. You're not being forced to listen to it. So I said, listen, you have permission not to read the newspaper every day. It will go on. If you want to, you can pile it up and read it at the end of the week, and you'll notice not much has changed, right? My radio show is once a month, so it allows me, instead of doing a 24-hour, 7-news cycle, it allows me, if I do once a month, to look at all the things that strike me as important for the last month and then to bring those to the surface and to share with you. When you have a 24-7 news cycle, 
when they have a slow news day, you wonder what rises to the top. So you always wonder about those things. And so that's something to take into perspective about what's on the top of the news. And sometimes you'll say, well, wow, why is this the top of news? I mean, it must have been a slow news day, right? Is this, is this what they're focusing on right now? Because it's whatever is out there that's hot that they're going to focus on. So let me turn to COVID-19. As of current status, we have 5 million worldwide cases, so you know that. In the U.S., after about 10 weeks of shutdown, all 50 states have begun starting to gradually reopen, in which we're starting to see. In the state of Arizona, we are seeing that, and everyone's happy. A lot of us are very cautious still. And for me, the observations are, after many weeks of seeing no people, very few cars where I live, being indoors, I sort of find, you know, I've always been conscientious about germs, but I'm sort of becoming a little bit of a germophobe now. But then I'm finding, my gosh, am I becoming a sociophobe? Where I walk three times a day in in my backyard area, it's actually outdoors in this mall, I will go down one street, and if I see somebody walking towards me, I will divert, pivot and divert and avoid them. I'll wait, but I'll just keep moving because I don't want to run into people. And and I'm thinking, well, I've got to look at facts. I mean, that's fear. How do you combat fear? You've got to have facts. So I'll share a little bit more of the facts coming from the CDC. But again, realize with this pandemic, a lot of the facts keep changing. A lot of the recommendations keep changing. I remember the show that I did several months ago when this was coming out. We were just warning everybody, it's not as infectious as the flu. It's not as bad as the flu. Well, we're finding out it is more infectious than the flu. We're seeing more deaths. But again, the, the track record is the flu is still pretty bad, and it's more prevalent. So you, you look at what we've been advising people over all along. Initially, the CDC had said, no masks, don't worry about it. Then they said, yeah, you should wear a mask, and so back and forth. Initially, they were saying, yes, uh, hydroxyquinolone, and now they're saying, no, be cautious about it. So always take it with a grain of salt. A lot of this is ongoing, and because it is a novel, meaning brand new, virus, we're discovering as we go along, what's, what does this all mean? We're really learning as we go. So... And our patients, and a lot of us, our impatient patients, want an answer right away. And you're not going to get it right away. We're waiting to find out. So I tell people to be cautious. It's going to be a slow recovery. You're not going to instantly nuke the environment and get rid of a virus because viruses are here to stay. They will always be here. You can get another coronavirus. You can get a cold. We've got flu season coming. There'll be something else coming. So the, the things that are universally supported that always work, we believe, are diligent hand washing. I know it's not sexy. It's not, a, it's not a powerful drug. It's not a vaccine. But still stay with the diligent hand washing. It's important. The social distancing for now, although there are studies showing about social distancing that the infectivity rate, in other words, how infectious, what's your risk of being infected, is much higher if you're within six feet and you're sitting with somebody, actually closer than six feet, about three feet, and you're talking with them for about 15 minutes. And you have to be looking at them with your breath, your breath on them, and they're inhaling your breath for about 15 minutes. It isn't if you brush past them. Now, obviously, if they sneeze or cough and you inhale it, sure. Yes, you've, you've been loaded up with that. You've gotten that. So 
we're going to learn more about that. But if you look at epidemiology, it's about testing who has it, tracing those who have it, and then isolating those who have it, but also protecting those who are at highest risk. So as a primary care provider, as an internist, you know, we definitely need more testing, uh, more testing supplies. We need more tests that we can rely upon, antibody testing. You should have some immunity. No one knows how long that's going to last. We need good medicines. You know, which medicines are going to work? Are there good prophylactic meds to prevent us from getting it? And definitely waiting for the vaccine, which isn't overnight, but we're really pushing to get that. But in the end, as people find out more about it, you know, how do you really stop a pandemic is ultimately you get herd immunity, H-E-R-D, where enough people have been exposed, they become immune, and then it protects the older ones or the more vulnerable from not getting it because it eventually dies out in the population because people stop spreading it to each other because you have built-in immunity between 40 and 60% of the people have been affected. So I think Sweden has realized that they're, they're getting that point. So we really need to protect our elderly and those who have compromised immune systems who are more vulnerable. And again, I keep hearing CDC reporting changes, that one of the changes that came up this week was the virus doesn't spread necessarily by touching contaminating surface, because for so long people said, I wipe down groceries, I leave them in the garage, I wait for a week, you know, whatever. But don't worry, if you touch the grocery, and then, you know, you're not going to necessarily get the virus, still, if you're touching your face afterwards, wash your hands. But you're not going to necessarily get it from inanimate objects is what they're saying. So we're going to pause a little bit here uh, for a quick break, and we'll come back. I'll talk about sneezing germs a little bit, and then we'll go to our special guest, who will be a really good uh, person to help us deal with the stress, because you'll be stressed after I talk to you more about this virus. So (laughs) stay tuned for more, and we'll come back to House Calls. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano. This is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. As I look at what this virus has done to us socially, it's really inflicted a lot of damage to us socially. First of all, I think about sneezing. We're in the middle of allergy season here in Scottsdale, right? And the worst thing, the worst faux pas you can (laughs) achieve, really, is to sneeze in public. If you really want some space, sneeze and everybody will back off. And I think of the traditional custom when somebody sneezes, people will say Gesundheit, Gesundheit. So if you're German, Gesundheit means health means good health. And really, the intention is to wish that person good health or saying, God bless you, right? So nowadays, if somebody sneezes, and if you're close enough, not only is it Gesundheit to them, it's Gesundheit to you because you (laughs) don't want to get infected. So I, I, I tell my patients who become very nervous about this, I said, please, I mean, I know you know, wash your hands, avoid people who are sneezing. If you are about to sneeze, turn away, walk away, sneeze into a, a Kleenex if you have it, not everybody does, or into your arm, not into your hands, you know, and then you wind up shaking everybody's hands, but, but do that. But I also think of the French, French customs. Traditionally, if you have French friends, I do, they greet you, they, they, they kiss you, they'll touch your cheek to cheek, back and forth, right, left, right, you know, three times, and so what's gonna happen, right? They're not gonna do that. Or even in business, you shake somebody's hands. How many people are going to shake hands anymore? So think of how we're going to change, how we're going to have to modify that, everybody. I know. It's making you, it's making you sick and tired of this darn virus. So, but I want to think as you're thinking about it, people are stressed. Uh, this past week, I bought a, a chair for my home office because I was getting back pain. I was seeing my, my I, went, I had to go see my chiropractor twice, and he told me I had sacroiliac joint uh, dysfunction because I was sitting at my desk doing emails to all my patients late into the night. And so I had to go get a new chair. And I, I talked to the guy at the back store where I bought my chair, and I said, how are you doing? He says, oh, my gosh, my business has been up 300% this past week because everybody's suffering from musculoskeletal issues. I said, that's true. People's bodies are hurting, right? Everybody is hurting. There's a rise in back pain, neck pain. My neck is hurting from all this. All these things are going on, and, and we're stressed. People are stressed it's to the point where I've talked about, I tell people, we really, you think of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. I call it PPSD or post-pandemic stress and disruption. There's ongoing stressors from the pandemic. We're not over it yet. We're not over it yet for a while. But there's also emotional, financial, 
disruption in our lives. Look, graduations got canceled, weddings got rescheduled, trips got canceled. All these things that you had hoped and planned about are gone. So as we stress about this, I tell people, folks, take a deep breath, hit the pause button, you know, calm down. First and foremost, focus on gratitude. And they're saying, why? Everything's miserable. No, I said, be grateful. Focus on gratitude. You know, if you're one of the many people, realize so many people, you know, a lot of people have died, but there are more people who have recovered from this than have died, okay? So if you're one of the ones who have recovered or didn't get it, be grateful, be thankful. Obviously, so gratitude, gratitude is huge. If you didn't lose your job, be grateful for that. If you didn't lose your life savings, be grateful for that, or you lost a little bit, you know, be grateful. But we're also seeing a rise in people who pray, pray in spirituality because prayer is good for you. I mean, obviously, I, I have a T-shirt. I love to wear it. It's, I work for God. The retirement benefits are great. <laughs> so, you know, who do you work for? So pray. Prayer is important, and it's a form of meditation. Meditation's good. It's good for your mental health. So start praying. Pray and focus on those things. And ultimately, people get back to church when we're allowed to do that, right? But you can still pray at home. Prayer is asking God or a higher power for help because you admit you can't control this. We can't control any of these things, many of these things. But also when you meditate and you empty your mind and you make it clear to relax, what fills the void? And sometimes it's a quiet little voice that talks to you. And sometimes the most amazing brilliance comes through in that little voice. And people tell me it's when you meditate, you listen to God. You listen to the higher source. So think about that. So for all the stress out there, and I don't know a single person who isn't stressed, distressed, or depressed, I, I brought the, a perfect remedy for our show. And we've scheduled her and rescheduled her many times. She's third time's a charm. And she's got amazing patience and amazing talent. And our in-studio guest today is Kathleen Gramsey. And I met her a, a few months ago. We sat down to talk. We met in an event. And she's got some incredible tools that are going to help us with recovery and health. And her bio, her brief bio is on our website. But she is the founder and CEO of Kinesage. Kinesage. She is a speaker, body-mind performance expert, 20-year board-certified massage therapist, national CEO provider. She's an author. She's a developer of Kinesage Massage through movement, Kinesage self-care for therapists. And it's just her brand, Kinesage Release Your Pain Self-Care System. And she has all these great recommendations about relieving chronic muscular pain. And she herself had suffered from pain that led her to discover this and develop these methods for professional athletes and thousands of clients in her 16 years of massage therapy in Scottsdale. She's taught anatomy, kinesthesia kinesiology at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Her methods are nationally known to occupational, physical, and massage therapists. We've had the opioid epidemic, and in 2015, she retired from her practice to translate her self-care methods into a virtual system for the public and business as a holistic self-care alternative for soft tissue musculoskeletal disorders. So she is good for the body. She's good for the soul. So welcome, Kathleen, to our show today. Thank you so much. You're an expert in mind-body dynamics. Can you give us an understanding of what that means? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Mind-body is a term that a lot of people have heard of, but oftentimes they don't really know what it means, or they have some stereotypical idea of it, like, oh, it's woo-woo, or it's, um, you know, it's kind of like new age. 
But in fact, what it is, is um, starting in really in the 70s, there were a whole lot of brilliant people, neurophysicists, neuroscientists, neurophysiologists, all these folks who really wanted to understand the relationship of our thoughts, our emotions, the nervous system, the heart, and the brain. And so in doing so, it started with a woman named uh, Dr. Candace Pert. She was in the 70s. She was a, a neurophysicist at the NIH, National Institute of Health. And she literally identified molecules of emotion. And so it was a big race, and she won it, and which her book's a scream about it, too, that molecules of emotion. And so it really did put it on the map that this isn't just somebody talking about this, but there is science and there's physiology behind it. And then other, um, other scientists followed up um, over the course of the years. Um, a doctor, uh, Andrew Amour, he is a French scientist, and he really was the one who demonstrated that the, the, the tissue in the heart, the neurological tissue, is the same as in the cranial brain. So what it, what it actually showed was that the heart has its own brain and its own nervous system, and that it, in fact, operates separate from the cranial brain. And what that meant was it was a big deal because the, when the heart is coherent, it actually is sending signals to the brain. So if the heart isn't coherent, then the brain's not coherent. And so when we think about the fact that we feel through our heart and our emotions, that is influencing the signals that are being sent to our brain. So it really is, um, the science is significant. Um, for 30 years, the HeartMath Institute has done an extraordinary job of uh, of um, documenting and doing a lot of clinical research, many peer-reviewed papers on the relationship and how when we work with our heart and emotions, how we in fact can regulate our systems better. Wow, that's amazing. You know, for a long time, you know, I, I think of the connection with your heart. People will say, I felt it in my heart, and then that emotion or that sensation went to my brain and finally came out of my mouth, you know, because mm -hmm. you feel it in your, or they say my gut, but it's right. really the center, you know, your solar plexus, but in your heart, a lot of times they'll go, listen to your heart, because a lot of times that's the first place you'll feel it, exactly. and then it goes to the thinking brain, and then out of your mouth with that. Yes. So now, you know, we have all these emotions, and it's st definitely stressful, like PTSD. What happens to the body then, with all this stuff floating around? We have a lot of molecules of negative emotions that are floating around or what 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 kind of molecules are we we're seeing there <laughs> we're dealing with a whole lot we, of emotions. we need more oxytocin that's which right. is the that's cuddle right. hormone that's right, right. yeah right well it is true what's happening is that we're on overload so when we think of PTSD, it's really a, if you think about it in the classical terms of the military, it's a constant triggering of their survival mechanisms. And so with with classic PTSD, it can even be triggered when those, those uh, it can even show up emotionally or physically or physiology, even when you don't have the triggers. Right. What we're seeing and have seen, especially with long term with this pandemic, is we're getting triggered constantly. Yeah. And so while it's, um, the good news is though, is we have control over triggers. So to your point about what you were saying earlier about choosing what you watch or don't watch, mm -hmm. being very, very mindful about what you allow into your mind, into your ears, right? What situations you choose to be around or not around, it's a huge piece of it. So what happens is, is that basically we know that under just stress, right? Our body basically has two sides. If you think about the nervous system, the happy, I call the restorative side, 
governs our um, immune system. It governs our frontal lobe where we can really clear, clearly think and make good decisions. It also covers and um, includes our social engagement. So this is where we get great sleep. This is where we our digestion works well. This is where we get along with people. Everybody likes us. We like them. That's really where we're meant to live mm-hmm. most of the time. And then we have the emergency side, mm-hmm. right? The fight or flight or freeze. That's meant to be in the moment. We need it. Here we go. We're done with it. The thing about humans versus animals is like unlike the Serengeti, right, with the animals, okay, the little wildebeest just got chased by the, the lion. Um, it got chased and then it went into, you know, went into freeze mode and ends up maybe not dead and it just gets up and goes back to the watering hole, flipping right. its tail, it's fine. Right, and it, like animals will shake, right, they'll, they'll discharge mm-hmm. that energy. We, on the other hand, just don't go back and swish our tails. We'll go back and say, oh, my God, did you see what happened? Right. Oh, my God. Oh, right. my God. And did you see what happened to me three days ago or three months ago or right. three years ago? So it's our ability to replay things right. internally is as much a problem or maybe more so than watching the news 24-7. Right. Because we keep traumatizing ourselves. Yeah. So if you look at those two things alone, first look at your external triggers and say, okay, I'm in here. I'm going to make a decision. This is not this is what I'm watching is not making me happy. These binge shows that I'm watching that are actually making my heart palpitate, maybe go for the comedy for right now. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Just pick better choices. And then on the other side to be able to um to to discharge it, right? By doing things that help you, whether that's music or being with your kids or um, you know, just going out and being in nature and yeah. or meditating. All yeah. the things that we can make choices about while we don't have a choice about the pandemic, we absolutely have a choice about how much we subject our body minds to because it is its job is to keep us alive alive yeah. and from threat. But it's a good point. You know, you have the power to switch it off. Absolutely. If it's upsetting you, why are you submitting? Right. Stop it. Right. Turn it off. I, I You know, during this time, I get out and I walk. I just I said, I just got to go walk. Just mm-hmm. walk it up and then focus on around you what's happening around you and just focus on that. So you've got clients and, and you know, definitely you, you've helped so many people. What, you know, can you tell us about the skills you, the, the tools that you give them to deal with all these things that are going on? I'd be happy to. <laughs> it's a whole workshop, I know. Yes, it is. It's long, it's several workshops. And you're tell us about that so yes. people can sign up with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, really, the, the most important thing, and I think it's something we've just never been taught, and it ties body, mind, and spirit together. Because if we think about our body like a vehicle, and we think about we just got gifted the best vehicle we could ever want. We have. We're living inside of it. We are the driver, and we have parts. We have a mind, we have a heart, and we have a body. But we're not them. They happen to be dynamic, so they have stuff going on all the time. They're sending signals. We're, we're having emotions, or we're having thoughts, or we're you know the body has pain. So we have a tendency to think we are it. But truthfully, we are conscious awareness. If, you, if I can look at my hand, who's looking? If I can listen to my chatter, mm-hmm. who's listening? That's mm-hmm. who we really are, conscious awareness. It is the essence that is enlivening this body vehicle. So just by being aware I'm in here, I, I can listen to this, but I'm not it, right? Keeps you from going down the rabbit hole of incredible, you know, Depression, right. incredible, right. lots of different things, right? We have the ability to say, no, mm-hmm. I, can, I can recognize this and 
I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on music that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Or listen, the chatter in the mind is worse than anybody else outside. If they mm-hmm. were, if you took your mind, whoever that little crazy person in the attic, if you want to call it that, <laughs> right? You take it out and set it next to you. Mm-hmm. You would, you would say, get out of my life. Right. You are, you're erratic. You one thing you're saying one thing, and the yeah. next thing, right? little monkey brain is what totally. they call it. It's yeah, like, monkey shut brain, it down. For sure. Yes. Just stop that monkey brain. Yes. And, and folks, the Cheetos, the Cheetos don't help. Okay. I yes. had a lady tell me. She goes, <laughs> I was thinking, I was, I'm medicating myself with food, and and why don't Cheetos help? I said, No, sweetie, it doesn't. It doesn't no. really help you there. Um, tell me about mindful res- resilience. Okay. I mean, and we're gonna we're gonna go to a break shortly, but yes. start off a little bit about mindful resilience that you teach people. Yes, mindful resilience is so when we think of mindfulness, we think of using the mind, right? Like getting a handle on the mind to quiet the body. So I'm gonna I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna think about something pretty or you know like calming. Mindful resilience techniques are actually techniques that use the body to get a handle on the mind. So to reset the mind and reset the body and reset the emotions. So the body actually has skill sets that the mind doesn't even know about. But because we have been conditioned that the mind is superior and the body doesn't count and we just ignore it, mm-hmm. we are missing out on so many aspects of our neurosystem that is taking in information and giving us information. So when you talk about your gut feeling, for example, there are so many things if we just take our mind down into our body and start paying attention to what we're getting, we actually get information that helps us. We don't have to get mad at our body. If it's in pain, we can say, what are you saying to us? Right? So mindful resilience is really about switching your nervous system out of fight, flight, or freeze back Mm -hmm. into the restorative side so you can think clearly, so that you can, your immune system is functioning properly, and so you can socially engage in positive ways. Great. Well, we're going to come back after a brief break, break, but I want to ask you about resilience in the sense of the immune system, because I think there's one thing to have a virus, a pandemic, but we're always going to have viruses around. But if you have a robust and healthy immune system, you should be able to do very well and survive and be resilient with that. So stay tuned on Dr. Connie's House Calls, and we'll be back after this break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm 
I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano. This is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. I'm on with Kathleen Gramsey, who is a mind-body expert, the developer of Kinesage, which has techniques to train your body to work with your mind and to channel that. And, and, and she's has all these wonderful ideas, great methods for many years of training. And we were talking about boosting your immune system so we can survive the pandemic, and especially with all the stress going on. What do you use for techniques to boost one's immune system? Well, first of all, there's the obvious. The obvious is when you, or if you look at it nutritionally, there are foods you can eat that are that boost your immune system. Obviously, fruits and vegetables, um, grains, and different. You, I mean, there's a whole internet worth of information about that. But that's first and foremost in terms of uh, doing that. Exercise is another absolute natural thing because it is increasing your body's support immune system. So moving, especially with the lymphatic system, it's critical. Even if someone cannot is has mobility issues and they can't really move if they literally stand on their toes and just bounce Mm -hmm. they are able to move the lymph which also helps boost the immune system so that's on the on the nutritional level the other aspect is is that emotions have a huge impact on the immune system and this is what most people don't know, but um, the HeartMath Institute has done years of research about this. And basically, they did a study, and they what they did was they, they tested um, um, IgA, the, the main immune system marker, for um, the, the impact. They had people who sat and really felt and thought about love and, or care or compassion for five minutes, and they did a saliva test, and they measured the impact on that marker. They had other people who they had them recall anger and frustration, and and they did that five minutes. So what they did when they measured those from the baseline where they started, they both went up a little bit because if you think about it, you get angry, right? That's a little Mm -hmm. bit of energy. But they were dramatically different in that the care, compassion, people who are feeling that, that went above the baseline and continued to rise for the next six hours. Wow, wow contrasting that Mm -hmm. the anger and frustration spiked up and then went way below the baseline and never made it back to baseline in six hours right so when we think about when we worry if we're constantly just you know wringing your hands and thinking about and i mean it's this is no joke finances are real Mm -hmm. you know jobs are real health is real this is no joke and 
really, if you understand that what you're thinking and how you're feeling is impacting your immune system, then it makes really smart sense to say, okay, let me make myself feel better. What can I do right now to make myself feel better? I'm going to put on some happy music. I'm going to dance around my living room. Mm -hmm. Who cares what I look like? Let's just whatever does. And get professional health, really. Well, yes. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, definitely the professional health. But I'm saying there are things that we all can do. For yourself. Immediately. Sure. You know, get on. If you can't see your grandkids and you can see them visually, get on Zoom or uh, whatever, WhatsApp, you know, FaceTime, whatever. And look at their little faces. Like, see them real time. See those smiles. We help re-regulate each other. We help re-regulate each other by seeing each other, by smiling. So even if you're wearing a mask, when you were talking earlier, mm-hmm. when you smile at someone, they can see it through your eyes because it's our nervous system, the vagus nerve, that is looking yeah. for these signs of threat or safety. So if you're on the street with somebody and you have a mask and they have a mask, smile at them. Yeah. Right? Say hi in a, yep. in a pleasant right tone. Right. Those things all boost the immune system because they are making our nervous system feel safe, which then helps us stay in the restorative side, which is where the immune system functions. That's for sure. That's your way to combat it. You've got a whole mindful resi- resilience program. How, can you tell about how you developed that? Sure. And how people can reach you about that? Sure. Um, mindful resilience actually came as a result. I'm My nature is I have the ability through my training, and I don't know if it's just innately, to see the root cause of problems and then to solve for that. Like, never mind the symptoms. Like, let's not fix the symptoms. Let's go to the core of it. So what happened was is I was um, – I had taken kinesthetic self-care – and took it into um, companies. I, I made it virtual for the public. And then I went into corporations and to help them with their muscular skeletal disorders. And so I'm looking around and I swear to God, I'm looking at all these people and it's like, okay, there's a bigger problem here. And that is chronic stress. And it's so pervasive that people don't even know they're in it. Because if you remember prior to pandemic, when you'd ask people how they are, the, their answer was busy. It was, it was busy. That was the answer. People were so stressed just with the daily stress, they didn't even realize it. And so what I know is when you, when you live in that chronic stress, you see how people behave because it's their nervous systems that are reacting. So the problems that companies try to solve for, like absenteeism, like bad managers, like turnover, like all these big issues they're trying to solve for, they're trying to do all these other trainings and things for – if you just teach people how to cope and get a grip so they can be in the restorative, socially engaged side, mm-hmm. guess what? They can be better. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to back up here. I'm going to let me just provide a program to help you guys, you know, de stress here. And so I actually had used these techniques as an entrepreneur when I was trying to figure out how to make my business into virtual, which I never had no idea about. I was the person in the fetal position. I was the one that was trying to figure out how am I going to fund this business? How am I going to, you know, how am I going to get this out? I don't know anything about this. I mean, I was the one in stress and I was the one in freeze on my floor. So I was like, okay, I know that I can use my nervous system. Let me, let me study and let me learn different techniques to help me get a grip. So when, and it's just so simple because you just got to think about it. It's like, it's just like a little trigger. Okay. You got triggered. Reset yourself. Just, I do it. I probably do it two or three times a day for sure. And so when you can do that, what you do is you're actually helping your body get used to being able to toggle back and forth. And that's really where we stay healthy is because you can toggle back into the restorative. It's okay if you get the emergency flip flips. Just don't live there. Right. Don't right? live in that space. Right. right. So that's how, that's how I developed it. And then um, I was – and I do it mostly with um, companies for, um, for leadership performance. And then when the pandemic hit – I'm like, okay, everybody needs these. 
skill sets. And then it was like, okay, and people have financial challenges now, and people are you know going through all these things. So what I did was I decided I, I was going to, A, make it virtual, and then do these workshops, uh, virtual workshops. I did it started in April. I did once a week. And I really wanted to help more people, and I know that people want to help other people. So I made it for a very low rate, and I said, it's pay it forward. So your registration allows you to invite somebody else to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And so, so, and it's great because then, like, people were doing, like, oh, you know, I don't have anybody in mind, but do you have a healthcare worker? So I'm like, I know nurses, I know firefighters, I, got, I know all kinds of people. And you know, so I was like, sure, yes. So we've been doing that. And then um, the last one, the last Mindful Resilience Pay It For It program is next Wednesday, May 27th at 3 p.m. Arizona time um, or um, Pacific time. And your website, we'll have online. I think we put it online, but can you tell the audience again if they were wanted to find you online? Yes. You? If they want to find me online, it's my name, my, my uh, KathleenGramzy.com, G-R-A-M-Z-A-Y.com. And if you go to the, um, the Release Your Pain, there's a welcome page, and it talks about self-care but and below it is all the stuff for mindful resilience and how they can sign up for that last pay it forward program so it's a really great opportunity where you get these techniques you get the science behind it so you can understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and it makes such a huge difference when people know and then they you know they're learning techniques and they can they can teach their kids yeah so i mean it's just when we it's all about it's not about getting not getting triggered it's about being aware that you are and having a tool to be able to switch it so you can continue on, so that you can build your resilience, so that you can get up the next day and go, okay, all right, uh, or what's going on in this moment? Okay, let me switch. Yeah. All right, I can face it. Because it's always going to be something. Yes. You're never, ever going to have n- uh, no issues. I mean, that, right. that doesn't exist unless you're dead and right. then it, you're in heaven. Right. But, you know, you brought up a good point about the busyness. We have all been so busy. And I think one of the things the pandemic has done is had us made us, forced us to hit a pause button yes. and to pause. Yes. And and I realized for myself, I mean, I was grieving over my husband's death. And and one of the gifts, if you can call it a gift of the pandemic, is being sheltered in place for me alone by myself and working remote. So I didn't have to go up to the office. I couldn't. And not leaving my place other than from going for a little walk and actually cooking my own meals, which my late husband would be amazed <laughs> because he did all the cooking and he would just laugh at me. But but I would be forced to do that. And it allowed me to not be distracted because in that busyness, you're distracted from listening to yourself, yes. from other things. And you don't live in the now. Right. You're so busy. Go, go, go. And then beating yourself about what happened before, and you're not in the now anymore. Right. So you have no peace. So it's really forced you to do that. It's forced a lot of people to become more spiritual, more prayerful. Absolutely. Take a deep breath, more time with their family in a good or bad way. And I, I tell people, if you can survive the pandemic with your spouse or your partner, you're meant to be because that's a huge test. Absolutely. And, and it really just... It's like, take that pause. Look yes. at life. How much of the things, uh, there There are days I, I didn't even go shopping. Oh, what a shock. My girlfriend's, you didn't buy anything all day. It's amazing. You can survive, right? You haven't even left. I mean, and you can survive with all that, that stuff. Yes. And just focus on what's important. To, you know, minimize, simplify your life. Enjoy a quiet time and just not have to be filling it with busyness. Right. That's the busyness, the monkey right. brain. And, and the triggers with the body. Right. One of the most beautiful things I think is, is that it's given us this opportunity, if you're willing to take it, 
right, to go deeper within yourself. And a lot of people are distracted because they don't really want to look, mm-hmm. but it will not kill you, I promise. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially if you have tools that you can just handle and work with, like, okay, I'm, I have this feeling, I'm going to let it out, big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. If, you, if a feeling is not tied to some other, you know, long-term thing, mm-hmm. A feeling and emotion lasts 90 seconds at best. Yeah, it'll pass. So seriously, if you can just breathe and just like imagine breathing it and just breathing it out and you're like, okay, there you go. Yeah. And then journaling about it or but but this has been a perfect time to be able to reevaluate what's important. Right. Are there certain people that, you know, just it's like a great time for your finances. How many things have been on monthly subscription that you don't use and you're like, okay, did I miss any of that? No. No. Right. And so you can look at your finances. You can look at your relationships. Who feeds you? Who really is there for you? And who has just been kind of like just like everything else, just part of the experience of your life without actually bringing anything or you bringing anything to their life. Right. So you brought a good point about the people. Because people are therapeutic to you. Oh, my gosh, In this pandemic, when your friends text you, are you okay? Thinking about you. And just the sound of their voice. Yeah, sound of the voice is so important. It's so important. People reaching out, calling. Uh, My my kids and I do the house party app where we all look at each other. And just to see each other. Right. And the joy of that. Because we need that human connection. Right. We really do beyond that to share that experience. And, and when you can get through that, and it's true, it's like how bad it can be, you'll get through this. Right. You're not gonna, it's not going to kill, you know, God willing, you don't get the virus, the majority of people survive. You'll get through this too. Yeah. Just hang in there. And the biggest thing is, is truly the fear factor. How do you deal with fear? Fear, you know, take care of yourself, become resilient. So we're, we're getting ready to end our show. Do you have one last thing you want to share? I do. Kathleen? I do. Because the, the biggest piece is uncertainty. Yeah. So that's what makes the fear last a long time or feel like it, right? So when you stay in the present moment and when the unknown is actually can be the benefit because in this moment is, only, is the only place change can happen. In this present moment, the unknown can be our the best of possibilities. Mm-hmm. So take time in the present moment when you catch yourself thinking about the other stuff. What do you want for your life? What would you like to have? What are you looking forward to? What new skill, what new person, what what person can you have a deeper relationship with? Think about what's important in this moment and then take action on that and work on those things that matter to you so that going forward, your life is richer. You, you know, this has been a benefit to have this pause. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to end it. Well, thank you, Kathleen Gramsey of Kinesaj and and everyone, she had the words of wisdom for our show today to take care of yourself. And it is a way to pause, think about it, make a decision, a conscious decision to help yourself. So thank you for listening in today and be well. And we will talk with you next month. So God bless you all. Take care. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events.